No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David assumed that God would cast them off. Nevertheless, he trusts the Lord to deliver them, for he is the higher rock. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. David was a mighty warrior who experienced many victories over his enemies, but they weren't all wins. David also experienced some losses. Perhaps God allowed these to keep David humble. It also kept David in the place of continually crying out to God. Psalms 60 and 61 are two such psalms that David wrote. They are effective prayers when we find ourselves in trouble, either from outward oppression or inward depression. Psalm 60, the title is, To the Chief Musician, Set to the Lily of the Testimony, a Mictum of David for Teaching. When he fought against Mesopotamia and Syria and Zobah, and Joab returned and killed 12,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. Now, that's a long title. But the historical context of Psalm 60 was that David and his men were fighting the Syrians in the north. At the same time, the Edomites attacked Israel from the south. At first, Israel suffered losses, but David's general, Joab, returned and killed 12,000 Edomites. Apparently, David wrote this psalm after the news of the southern attack, but before the victory. O Lord, you have cast us off. You have broken us down. You have been displeased. O restore us again. You have made the earth tremble. You have broken it. Heal its breaches, for it is shaking. You have shown your people hard things. You have made us drink the wine of confusion. So David said, you've cast us off. Now, had the Lord really cast them off? It probably felt that way to David because they were experiencing a loss. But God has promised never to leave nor to forsake his people. At times, however, God's people do experience brokenness. Are we not experiencing such a season now? Between the coronavirus pandemic and economic reversal, raging wildfires and destructive hurricanes, don't we feel a bit broken down? David concluded that the Lord had been displeased with them. Now, certainly God was displeased with Israel during the days of Saul. And at times, even during David's reign, God was displeased. I wonder, is God displeased with our nation today? We certainly have given him ample reason to be displeased with our many sins. We've grieved the Holy Spirit in many ways. But yet David cried out, restore us again. And I believe this should be our prayer as well. Lord, restore us again. David said the earth is split. Heal its breaches. We are experiencing great division in our nation, and the church is not immune to that. But God can heal the breaches. Do we believe that? You have shown your people 
hard things. You have made us drink the wine of confusion. Verse 4, you have given a banner to those who fear you that it may be displayed because of the truth. Selah, that your beloved may be delivered. Save with your right hand and hear me. So David said, you've given a banner to those who fear you. Now, after the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they were attacked by the Amalekites. And it says that Moses built an altar and called its name, the Lord is my banner, literally Jehovah Nisi. The banner is the ensign or standard that goes before the army in battle, and it shows whose army they are. The bravest soldiers those who feared God more than they feared man, carried the banner. Now, in the Song of Solomon, we read, He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. I love that. So God gives the banner of himself to his people to go before those who trust in him, and his banner over us is love. Now, why does God give us his banner? It says here the banner is displayed because of the truth. It's so that we may boldly proclaim the Lord's truth. His truth and his love must go before us to a world that is held captive by sin and does not know the redemptive love of Jesus Christ. So may the gospel of Christ be our ensign as we go into the battle. Remember, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but we are fighting the devil and his forces, the devil who is a murderer and the father of lies. But the gospel is sufficient enough to overcome Satan. Now, David's name means beloved, and all who trust in Jesus Christ have been accepted in the beloved son of David. But we also are considered beloved for his sake. In fact, according to the words of Jesus, the father loves us even as he loves his own son. I can just never get enough of that truth. David said, save with your right hand and hear me. Verse six, God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and measure out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet for my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my wash pot. Over Edom, I will cast my shoe. Philistia, shout in triumph because of me. And so David said, God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. And then he goes on to list six places in Israel where God will care for his people. Then he lists three nations that were Israel's enemies, Moab, Edom, and Philistia. Moab is the Lord's washpot and Edom, the place where he kicks off his shoe. This speaks of their roles in subjection to Israel. Then Philistia, the place of the Philistines, would be compelled to shout in triumph over the Lord's victories. But it's interesting that all these nations ultimately belong to God. As God the Father says to his son in Psalm 2, ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. Verse 9, who will bring me to the strong city? Who will lead me to Edom? 
Is it not you, O God, who cast us off? And you, O God, who did not go out with our armies? Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. Through God we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. So remember, David is going against the Edomites, and he says, who will bring me to the strong city? Probably Petra, the rock city, the rock fortress of Edom. Is it not you, O God? You, you've cast us off, yet you're the one who helps us. You know, he said, the help of man is useless. So where else can we go except to you? Even though you may be displeased with us, you're still our helper. And through you, we will do valiantly. And of course, the faith that overcomes, even when we feel that God may be allowing discipline in our lives, the faith that overcomes all of that to know that God will treat us with grace and that we will ultimately overcome. I think that's David's faith overcame here. And of course, God did grant the victory over the Edomites, even as David prayed. Now, Psalm 61 is a short psalm. It begins, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So David says, hear my cry. The word he uses really means hear my wailing. It's a very emotional, very intense cry to the Lord. From the end of the earth, I will cry. Now, some think that David wrote this when he was fleeing from his son Absalom, leaving Jerusalem and out in the ends of the earth, as it were, crying out could be. Uh, but I like to think of it that when we get to those extremities in life, the end of the world, as it were, for us, that's when we can cry out to God. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed. How many times do our hearts get overwhelmed over the things of life? Maybe it's a financial loss or the loss of a loved one or just depression, just the circumstances. How many people's hearts have been overwhelmed during this season that we've been going through now? And yet David says, look, when my heart is overwhelmed, then lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That high rock is above the troubles we face in the valley below. It's not that we escape trouble, but we have the Lord's perspective and his strength in dealing with it. He is our refuge. He is our strong tower. He is our high rock. Rather than our heart being overwhelmed or depressed, we find encouragement and comfort in the Lord. So have you come to the rock that is higher than you? Have you put your hope and trust in him? Have you made him your refuge? Verse three, for you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. That was David's experience. He knew that God had been a shelter and a strong tower to him over and over again when he was in a world of hurt. And so David said, I will abide in your tabernacle forever, literally your tent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make my house with you, Lord, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Those wings are thought by some to be the outstretched wings of the two cherubim that were over the mercy seat in the most holy place. David could not go in there physically because he was not a high priest, but figuratively he could go there by prayer and approach really the mercy seat that is in heaven and find comfort in the shelter of the Lord's wings, which is what we can do as well. 
For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's life, his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So I will sing praise to your name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. So David said, Lord, you know my vows. You've heard everyone. You've given me a goodly heritage. You've preserved my dynasty for many generations so that I will abide before you forever. Of course, that could only be fulfilled through David's son, Jesus Christ. He said, preserve me by mercy and truth. David experienced God's mercy and truth going before him. I will sing your praise forever and I will daily perform my vows to you. So whether in overcoming outward oppression or inward depression, David learned to trust completely in the Lord. He is the rock who is higher than all the trouble we face. And even if we think God is allowing trouble because he is displeased with us or bringing discipline in our lives for some reason, well, where else can we go? For the help of man is useless. But those who cry out to the Lord from the end of the earth or from life's extremities will find a listening ear ready to help those who call upon the name of the Lord in truth. So may we all ascend to that rock that is higher than I. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalms 62 and 63, where David waits on the Lord alone to be his defense and strength. He seeks God early in the day and throughout the night watches. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. 